0: The promised land is something that I've written about before in my first book, manner Like This. The promised land I'm referencing is from the Bible. When I broke the bone in my elbow and was going through that healing process, I pictured myself entering my promised land once I fully healed. The similar promised land that God had promised His chosen people in the Bible that was flowing with milk and honey, was what I pictured for myself. Let me share a few scriptures to get you more familiar with this promised land Bible reference. As the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell on Abram. And behold, dreadful and great darkness fell upon him. 13 Then the Lord said to Abram, Know for certain that your offspring will be sojourners in a land that is not theirs and will be servants there, and they will be afflicted for four hundred years for, but I will bring judgment on the nation that they serve, and afterward they shall come out with great possessions. 15 As for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace, you shall be buried in a good old age. 16 And they shall come back here in the fourth generation, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete, Joshua 5,6. When I heard this sermon on TV or whenever I read these verses, it really connected to my spirit because I saw resemblances within my race. My race were in slavery and afflicted for 400 years and counting here in America. God continues to bring judgment on America. I looked at my life and knew it was an uphill battle to get my body back to a 100% because I really injured myself bad. But thankfully I saw the finish line and in whatever way or interpretation, this scripture gave me hope. It gave me something to look forward to. Even after 7 years, my elbow was still not fully healed but I remained hopeful and continued to work my arm and elbow in some capacity every day. In the scripture reference of the promised land, God's chosen people remained in the wilderness an extra forty years. All the people that doubted and bickered during all the things God brought them through died off and their offsprings were able to enter the land after they were fully healed from their circumcision. 6 For the people of Israel walked forty years in the wilderness, until all the nation, the men of war who came out of Egypt, perished, because they did not obey the voice of the Lord, the Lord swore to them that He would not let them see the land that the Lord had sworn to their fathers to give to us. A land flowing with milk and honey. Joshua 5 8. And after the whole nation had been circumcised, they remained where they were in camp until they were healed. 9. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Today I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. So the place has been called Gilgal Sea, to this day. 10 On the evening of the fourteenth day of the month, while camped at Gilgal on the plains of Jericho, the Israelites celebrated the Passover. 11 The day after the Passover, that very day, they ate some of the produce of the land, unleavened bread and roasted grain. 12 The manna stopped the day after D, they ate this food from the land, there was no longer any manna for the Israelites, but that year they ate the produce of Canaan. God gave them exactly what He had promised in time. And that's exactly how I feel God will do for each of us who believes. The purpose of this blog is to motivate anyone who may be waiting on change in their lives we want things when we want things. That's human nature. I know how it feels to be tired of suffering, or monitoring, or simply not being able to do what you want to do. I've felt like this before for years. So I understand. The thing I want my readers to understand is that life is just set up to where everyone will have their own personal battles. Everyone battles look differently. Some people battle addictions, poverty, aggressive behaviors, anxieties, Sex, food, fear, people, drugs, insecurities, liquor, lies, self doubt, and food, just to name a few. The point is that everyone has to endure something. Whatever that something is depends on the individuals. I'm here to tell you that you got to believe in those voices that motivated you to pursue and do whatever it is you enjoy. You want those voices to dominate your decisions, not doubt, fear, or negativity. Don't doubt your situation like the chosen people God was speaking of in the Bible. Even though you've been in a struggle for 19 years, don't lose your hope and faith. Know that God has brung you through everything else in your life and this struggle is just a test to shape you into an even better person. Count your blessings and give thanks as much as you can because God is good. We are blessed to be here in the land of the living. We should continue to strive towards bettering ourselves, but also know that God is in control. I've planned for things and said dates in which I thought certain projects would be done and I was wrong several times. Because in the end, planning is great but God sees ahead and provide. When we think what we know is going to work God always finds a way to show He is in control. I like to always say, if things can happen for someone else, they can happen for me or you as well. While I was waiting to heal in my life, God showed me a vision of my promised land. I saw him restoring my soul and allowing me to get back some of the things I had previously lost due to my circumstances. I'm sure your Holy Spirit is putting visions in your mind of how your life will get better as well. Look into those visions deeply and believe that whatever you vision will become a reality. This is a very short blog, but I just wanted to express my opinions about the Promised Land and how you can get things turning in your favor in due time. A lot of people lost hope just as those Israelites did. A lot of people bickered just as those Israelites did. Don't you lose hope. Fight through whatever is bothering you no matter how deep it is, or how much of a weight it's been to you. Have faith and know that your promised land is on the way. Because in all honesty. What is worrying and complaining going to do? I've never seen where worrying helped me in my struggles. All worrying did was made me feel worse. Every single time. Worrying does nothing but contributes to the negative energies in life. Worrying makes your anxieties heighten. Worrying makes your stomach feel that feeling. Worrying gives you a headache. Worrying causes stress. The Mayo Clinic said, stress that's left unchecked can contribute to many health problems, such as high blood pressure, heart disease, obesity and diabetes, Mayo Clinic. I see no good in worrying and people who fight me on this I understand they are battling something else. There is a powerful scripture that helped me conquer and defeat worry. And it's simple for anyone to defeat if you have faith. The definition that I always heard of for faith was this. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the evidence of things not seen. When I first heard this and was at an age where I really understood this for my spirit I saw what faith was. Faith involves a lot of hope. I remember a poem I wrote when I was at my lowest. It went like this. Thank God for hope cause I was running out of rope. Steady pacing in my house. Looking out my window. Staring in the sky. Hoping life would pick up. It's never been this bad, but I know I can't give up. Man I miss my dad. Wish he was here to help me cheer up. We all gone die but keep fighting until your time up. We all fall down but you gotta get back up. Gotta keep your head even though you wanna blow up. It's always some but keep pushing till you come up. And never ask why cause God never ever mess up. Yeah. See I learned that the long way. Years without much but I still knew that one day. God would come through for me so that's what I prayed. Didn't know the time he would answer but that's faith. Yeah. This poem helped me release what I was feeling during a very low time in my life. It showed me how much hope and faith I truly had in God delivering for me. And now, 12 years later I'm using part of that poem to fit with my blog about the promised land. That same poem was my prophecy of me entering my promised land. I said hope and faith would help you conquer and defeat worrying. But here is the scripture that implemented this into my spirit. The scripture brung logic to me to realize there is nothing you can do with worry. At first I was just going to give you Matthew 6 27. But this scripture has so much wisdom and truth in it I had to start at the 25th verse. It reads, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? 26 Look at the birds of the air, For they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? 27 Which of you by worrying can add one, j. cubit to his, k. stature? 28 So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they neither toil nor spin. 29 And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not, arrayed like one of these. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble, Bible, New King James Version, Matthew 6 25-34. So when I came into age and heard this scripture again and the Holy Spirit made me understand it. I was freed. I put all my trust in God. I always hated when people say they believe in God but when they going through struggles they lose hope and don't trust God they do like the people did and bickered and complained instead of realizing all their blessings he had already given them. Oh how quickly people forget, shaking my head. Don't let your promised land pass you by because you spent too much time worrying and complaining instead of being thankful and showing perseverance. I hope this blog will be a blessing to someone. Just remember to let your thanks and gratitude shine greater than the negative energies of life because if you don't life can become really heavy. Cast your worries on God. Another key thing to realize about faith is in the second part of that definition. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. To have faith is to be almost absolutely crazy. I've definitely been called that before. But that's the degree in which you have to believe because that's how faith works. It's having evidence in something you haven't even seen. That's the concept. You've never seen an alien before. You kind of think they exist but you have never seen one. Faith is really believing they exist. That's just a random example. But you have to believe that hard is the point. Whatever you are going through you have to believe God will deliver you out. You have to see it and believe it. Enjoy your day, evening, or night.